On today's podcast, we're going to take a look at both semifinal contests in this week's FCS College football playoffs. Then we'll move over to the NFL to take a look at the latest top five NFL rankings. And we'll finish off with four picks for this weekend's schedule, starting with Las Vegas at Cleveland on Saturday and followed by Houston at Jacksonville, the New York Jets at Miami, and wrapping up on Sunday afternoon with the Carolina Panthers at the Buffalo Bills. Welcome to the Dunkel Index Podcast, the sports world's oldest rating service now in our 92nd season. I'm Bob Dunkel, and let's take a look at a pair of FCS college football playoff contests for this weekend, followed by our NFL top five rankings, and wrap it up with four picks for week 15 of the NFL schedule. While the FBS schools gear up for the start of this year's bowl schedule, the FCS schools are beginning to wind down their postseason with this weekend's semifinal contest. If you're thinking you just watched the FCS playoffs not long ago, you're not imagining it. Because of COVID, last year's playoffs were pushed into the early part of this year, with the championship being held in May. Sam Houston State squeaked out a 23-21 win over South Dakota State in that game to take the title down in Frisco, Texas. The Bearcats made a run at defending the title this year, but were eliminated in last week's quarterfinals by Montana State. However, two teams that Sam Houston defeated on the way to last year's title, North Dakota State and James Madison, are still alive and give us our first semifinal contest on Friday night up in the Fargo Dome. If you're thinking this matchup looks familiar, you're also not imagining it. This is a rematch from the 2020 National Championship, That was won by the Bison 28-20 behind MVP and future first-round draft pick quarterback Trey Lance. It's also a rematch of the 2018 National Championship that was also won by North Dakota State 17-13. In fact, prior to Sam Houston winning the championship last year, North Dakota State and James Madison had won every FCS championship since the 2010 season. Of course, the lion's share had gone to the Bison, who won eight of those titles compared to the Dukes' one. Upsetting North Dakota State on the road would certainly be sweet revenge for JMU, and they no doubt have the talent to do it behind senior quarterback Cole Johnson, who has put up some huge numbers this season with over 3,500 yards passing, 39 TDs against only two INTs, while leading the Dukes to a 12 to one, uh, pardon me, 12 and one record, he looked comfortable in the moment in last week's 28 to six playoff win over Montana, completing 17 of 24 for 295 yards and two TDs, including an 82 yarder to Devin Ravenel that set the tone early. JMU's defense was also strong while holding the Grizzlies' attack to just 302 total yards and a pair of field goals. But going from a home win over Montana to unseating the Bison on the road is a tall order for Kurt Signetti's team. The Bison may not be as dominant as they were behind NFL caliber quarterbacks like Lance 
and Carson Wentz. Sophomore quarterback Cam Miller didn't put up jaw-dropping numbers like Cole Johnson did this year. He had just over 1,100 yards passing and only 11 TDs. But the Bison made up for the lack of an explosive offense with a defense that ranked number three in total D and number one in scoring in the FCS while allowing just 11 points per game. That was on full display in North Dakota State's 27-3 win over East Tennessee State last week as Coach Matt Entz's team held the Buccaneers to uh, only 165 total yards and a meaningless field goal in the third quarter after NDSU had jumped out to a 20 to nothing lead. That win also ran the Bison's record at home this year to 8-0. Dunkel's going to look for North Dakota State to extend that mark on Friday night with a win over JMU and covering the Vegas line of four and a half while the defense contains the Duke's high-powered offense enough to keep the final score under the Vegas total of 46-and-a-half. Now, let's head over to the second semifinal contest this weekend as the Montana State Bobcats host the South Dakota State Jackrabbits. The Jackrabbits are trying to make it back to the finals this year after falling to Sam Houston State in the championship game in May, 23 to 21. It was a heartbreaking defeat for the Jackrabbits, who were the top seed going in and led 21 to 17 before the Bearcats scored with 16 seconds remaining to pull out the victory. It was SDSU's first trip to the finals, and John Stiegelmeyer's team showed it was intent on returning this year when they knocked off North Dakota State in week nine. 27 to 19. That was the Bison's only defeat during the regular season. The Jackrabbits also didn't look very intimidated playing a playoff game on the road as they overcame a 21 14 deficit at halftime to beat Villanova last week, 35 21. South Dakota State dominated on the ground, outrushing the Wildcats 266 to 107. While freshman uh, running back Isaiah Davis led the way with 174 yards and three TDs. For Davis, it was his third straight playoff game going over the century mark after putting up 217 against UC Davis and 108 versus Sacramento State. However, the Bobcats D does look to pose more of a challenge here. Head coach Brent Vegan's core ranked 13th in the FCS against the run during the regular season. 12th in total defense, and second only to North Dakota State in scoring defense at just slightly over 13 points per game. That D held up well last week on the road against the high-powered Sam Houston State uh, offense. The Bearcats finished the regular season ranked third in scoring at 41 points per game and fifth in total offense at just over 490 yards per game but the defending champs could manage only 433 yards and 19 points while turning the ball over three times in the 42-19 loss to Montana State. With the Bobcats returning home, where they are a perfect 7-0 and this season, Dunkel likes that defense to continue to frustrate the South Dakota State offense. A six-point underdog in Vegas, Dunkel has Montana State to pull off the upset here 
while keeping the final score under the Vegas total of 47 and a half. Now, let's shift over to the NFL. While the picture is starting to become clearer for the two teams who uh, that will be playing in the FCS championship on January 8th in Frisco, the outlook for who will be playing in Super Bowl 56 in uh, on February 13th in L.A. is still pretty murky, with almost half the league posting records of either 6-7 and seven or 7-6. Seven and six. With so many mathematically still alive for a postseason run, here's a look at Dunkel's top five following week 14. Starting at number five, we have the Dallas Cowboys moving back up following their 27-20 win over the Washington football team. The offense behind quarterback Dak Prescott continues to struggle, but the defense, led by rookie sensation Micah Parsons, has stood out in recent weeks. Against Washington, the Dallas D limited the football team to just 224 total yards while picking up five QB sacks. Cowboys stay in the division this week with a game against the New York Giants. At number four and showing no signs of offensive struggles is the Green Bay Packers. Even with Aaron Rodgers' broken pinky toe, the Pack offense lit up the Bears in a 45-30 win on Sunday night with Rodgers throwing for 341 yards and four TDs, while his favorite target, Devontae Adams, had 121 receiving yards and a pair of scores. Green Bay heads to Baltimore on Sunday to face a Ravens team that has now dropped two straight. Uh, Losing streaks are starting to become a bad habit for our number three team, the Buffalo Bills. Their 33-27 loss in OT to Tampa Bay was their second straight and third in the last four games. Sean McDermott's team may have the right opponent to fix that, though, this week as the Bills host a Carolina Panthers team that has lost three straight. At number two, and hoping to avoid back-to-back losses, is the Arizona Cardinals. Cards ran into a buzzsaw in the L.A. Rams, who got three TD passes from Matthew Stafford, while the D picked off Kyler Murray twice in a 30-23 upset on Monday night. After starting out the season 7-0, Arizona is just 3-3 now in its last six games. But, uh, like the Bills, the Cards have a good shot at turning things around this week as they face the one-win Detroit Lions. And remaining at number one and arguably the steadiest team going right now is the defending champion Tampa Bay Bucks. While the Bucks let a 24-3 lead over the Bills slip away last week uh, in, uh, in, to force overtime, Buffalo forcing overtime, There was no need to panic as Tom Brady's game-winning 58-yard TD pass to Brashad Perriman ran his career record against Buffalo to a very humbling 33-3. Sorry to remind Buffalo fans of that record. Brady and the Bucs get another nemesis this week in the Saints, who beat Tampa Bay earlier this year, 36-27, in Week 8. Now, let's take a look at a couple matchups for this week's schedule, starting on Saturday in Cleveland, where the Browns are trying to make a playoff push as they host the Las Vegas Raiders. Of course, nothing ever seems to be easy for the Browns. Little time had lapsed between a feel-good win over their division rival, the Baltimore Ravens, on Sunday 
that got them back to 500 at uh, over 500 at seven and six. And the news that upwards of 20 players had tested positive for COVID-19. That included head coach Kevin Stefanski and quarterback Baker Mayfield. It certainly creates the potential for a huge hole in this week's lineup and explains why the Vegas line has gone from the Browns being six-point favorites to the Raiders now being a one-and-a-half-point favorite. But does that make sense? For one, if Mayfield is unable to go, Cleveland is fortunate in having a solid backup in Case Keenum. Keenum stepped in earlier this year, you'll recall, uh, for an injured Mayfield and didn't play spectacularly, but was at least good enough to get the Browns a 17-14 win over the Denver Broncos by throwing for 199 yards and a TD. And secondly, we are talking about the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, a team right now that has lost five of its last six uh, and is coming off of an ugly 48-9 to loss last week against the Kansas City Chiefs. Except for a Thanksgiving Day win over Dallas, the Raiders have been unable to get anything consistent out of the offense, and Sunday was no different with the Chiefs forcing five turnovers, including a fumble returned for a TD on Vegas's very first play from scrimmage. Moving the Raiders to a road favorite sticks out like a sore thumb, with Las Vegas now 0-4 against the spread in its last four games in this scenario. Dunkel sticking with the Browns here to rally and pull out the win, while the defense takes advantage of Raider miscues to help push the final score over the Vegas total of 38 and a half. While we're on the subject of dysfunction, both on and off the field, why don't we go down to Jacksonville, Florida, to look in on the Jaguars as they host the Houston Texans. Jacksonville's 2-11 record under new head coach Urban Meyer is bad enough, but there's been almost as much controversy away from the field as on it. It started earlier this year with the video of Meyer hanging out at a bar in Columbus and then got ratcheted up several notches this past week with reports of an argument between Meyer and wide receiver Marvin Jones and Meyer supposedly referring to his assistant coaches as losers. All this led owner Shad Khan saying that he would not make a quote-unquote hasty decision regarding the future of Meyer, uh, not exactly the strongest vote of confidence in the history of the NFL. That decision could become easier one way or the other following this week's game against the Houston Texans. Already losing once, as the Jags did in the season opener, to the 2-11 Texans that had almost as much drama as Jacksonville is bad enough. But getting swept would be devastating. Houston's offense ranks dead last in rushing yards, total yards, and points scored. The defense isn't much better, ranking just 30th in total yards allowed and points scored. They're coming off a 33-13 loss to the Seahawks at home and carry an 0-5 ATS record in their last five games following a double-digit defeat at home. We'll look for the Jags to save Myers' job at least for this week as Dunkel has Jacksonville to win and cover the Vegas line 
of three and a half, while the offensive ineptitude of both teams stands out in holding the final score under the Vegas total of 40. All right, ready to get back to a team that is actually playing some decent football right now? Let's head down to Miami and look at the Dolphins game against the New York Jets. Following a 26-11 loss to Buffalo in week eight that ran Miami's losing streak to seven straight and had the Dolphins going nowhere fast at one and seven, Brian Flores' team has won five straight to join that huge bunch of teams at six and seven and still holding on to playoff hopes. Before we get too excited about this run and think Flores is putting together a Don Shula-like championship team, we will note that aside from a win over the Ravens, the other victories during the streak have come against the Texans, Jets, Panthers, and Giants. That's numbers 30, 29, 24, and 26 if you're keeping score at home in the Dunkel Index. That helps explain why the Dolphins themselves, despite the five-game winning streak, are still sitting squarely among the bunch at number 25 in this week's rankings. But ask Urban Meyer whether he'd like to have a few of those wins. And probably the biggest plus for Miami has been the reemergence of Tua Tagovailoa as a team leader. In the Dolphins' latest uh, win two weeks ago against the Giants, Tua completed 30 of 41 for 244 yards and two TDs with zero INTs. Uh, Alabama rookie Jalen Waddell had a big game with nine catches for 90 yards. Good to see the Crimson Tide connection reuniting. And Devontae Parker returned after missing four straight games to catch five passes for 62 yards. If Tua can keep the offense moving, the defense has proved to be capable of holding the line as the Giants game was the second in the last five that uh, the Dolphins held a team without a touchdown and the fifth straight game of holding teams under 20 uh, points. And then there's the schedule, which continues to be accommodating with a rematch here against the Jets. New York dropped to three and 10 following last week's 39, uh, pardon me, 30 to nine loss to the Saints that also marked the sixth time in the last eight games that the Jets had given up at least 30 points. On the season, Robert Sala's defense ranks 31st in total yards allowed and last in points scored at 30 and a half per game. All that should look pretty good to a rejuvenated Tua and a Dolphins team that is five and one against the spread in its last six games as a home favorite. Dunkel has the Dolphins to win here and cover the Vegas line of eight and a half, while Tua and the Miami offense take advantage of the porous Jets D to push the final score over the Vegas total of 43. All right, now let's wrap up by heading to Buffalo to look at a team that is perhaps in the biggest must-win situation of all the teams this weekend as the Bills host the Carolina Panthers. Doesn't seem that long ago that the Bills were hand, uh, handing the defending AFC champion Chiefs an ugly 38-20 to loss in Kansas City, no less, that seemed to mark a changing of the guard in the conference as Buffalo moved to 4-1 and 
and looked like a lock for the postseason. Fast forward to last week's 33-27 overtime loss to the Bucks, That represented the Bills' second straight defeat in fifth in the last eight games. And all of a sudden, Buffalo is sitting in that giant mix of seven and six teams and guaranteed of nothing except some gut-wrenching weeks ahead for Bills fans. To the rescue may come the Panthers. Not even the return of Cam Newton has salvaged a season that has seen Carolina lose three straight and eight of its last ten. Five of those losses came despite the Panthers being favorites, including last week at home against the Falcons, where Carolina was favored by two and a half at kickoff. Newton threw for only 178 yards and had a pick six to go along with a fumble before being replaced by backup P.J. Walker. He continues to look like just a shell of what he was uh, in his MVP year. Uh, Offensive problems have also plagued Carolina all season, even prior to Cam joining the team, with the team now ranked 27th in total yards, 26th in passing yards, and 24th in points scored at under 20 per game. With a big rematch against the division-leading Patriots coming up next week, a matchup against the 5-8 and eight Panthers looks ideal for Sean McDermott's team, which is 6-1-1 one, one ATS in its last eight games versus teams with a losing record. Dunkel has the Bills to win and cover the Vegas line of 105 while QB Josh Allen and the Buffalo offense get clicking and push the final score over the Vegas total of 44. So there you have it, a little mix of college and NFL picks to get your football weekend started. Of course, you can go to dunkelindex.com for all of our pro football picks, as well as this year's college football bowl schedule, including uh, the CFP semifinal matchups between Cincinnati and Alabama and Georgia and Michigan. And make sure to tune in next week for both our college and pro football podcast. I'd like to thank everybody for listening and especially my son, Ben, for all his work in making this happen. Have a great weekend. Happy hot holidays. And as always, good luck.